Okay, as far as injuries, uh, no changes from the last couple days here with Eddie Jackson, Aaron Lynch, and Allen Robinson. Um, uh, and then uh, DH, uh, Houston Carson, was uh, he, had, he was sick, so he's, he's back, so he's all good there. Um, yeah, we, we had a good week. Uh, we were inside most of the week just with, with some of the rain and the weather that we had. Uh, but I thought the guys were extremely focused and, and put together a nice little week. Do you have a doubtful, questionable uh, I don't. I don't have the. Let's see here. We we got. Uh, I don't even know how to read these dang things. <laughs> there we go. Hold on. I got it. Let me open the page here. I got it folded here. All right. So we got. Um, we got limited was Bilal, and then full participation was DHC, and then the other guys did not practice. Eddie, Aaron, and A Rob. <laughs> Am I, where, where, I, I hate this injury thing, I got to tell you. Makes no sense to me. All right, yeah, we're good. So, Eddie Jackson, doubtful. Aaron Lynch, doubtful. A-Rob, doubtful. And Bilal Nichols, questionable. All right, there we go. Thanks, man. Thanks, Patrick. No problem. <laughs> With Robinson, obviously, uh, he, goes all, he goes all week without practicing. What do you – have you seen improvement? Is there a reason for optimism for, if not this Sunday, next Sunday? Who's that again? A Rob. A Rob. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll just uh, you know he's been uh, he's he's sore, so we just got to make sure that you know uh, pain wise he's okay, and then we'll just kind of feel where he's at here in the next couple of days. But well, I just want to make sure that um, whatever we do, it's smart for him, it's smart for the team. It's as, literally as simple as that. And um, you know, as far as knowing the plays, knowing the different things we're doing, I'm not concerned with that. It's just more so of how smart are we here again with that balance of this week versus next week. Kyle Long progressed the way you were hoping to see. He did, yeah. I thought I thought he did. I thought he's had a, a good week of practice. Um, and again, when you're out that long and you come back, a lot of it's just kind of getting back, getting your wind back, your conditioning back, and then obviously, you know, trying to see exactly how you feel pain-wise and and then health-wise as well. But he's done a good job. You anticipate activating him off IR? We'll, we'll see. We're going to get together later on tonight and go through all that, the decisions that we want to make, and see where he's at. But we know that you know it's a possibility. If he, if he did, would you have him on any sort of a, a snap count, or have him only play a couple quarters on Sunday potentially? Um, you know, just talking to him throughout the week, I, I feel pretty good with with uh, with him playing most of the game. But we have to just kind of see uh, if, if that's where where we're at, and if it is a pitch count or if it is. Just, you know, I, a lot of that I think honestly is going to be more so when you're in the game. How's he feeling? If he's feeling good, keep him going. If he's not, then uh, then we can. And, and when I say not, maybe it's just we between all of us talking. Hey, let's just get him out and. And uh, it, it's good for him in any way you look at it. Did he put in a full practice this week? Pretty much so, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's done a he's done a good job, um, you know, of going through the practices and the, um, again just getting in the huddle, breaking the huddle, getting up, you know, hearing the cadence, going through all that stuff, and then going ahead and, and doing the other, you know, the run blocking and the pass blocking. He's done well with that. What kind of progress has Eddie Jackson made this week? Yeah, he's he's again he's getting better each week. Uh, I, I I think that uh, Andre Tucker, our our, um, our head trainer, he does a really good job. At, you, you've seen that all year long with these guys. These guys that have had um, uh, injuries that have um, you know w whatever type of injuries they are. Andre does a good job at making sure that they're they're back on track and they're feeling right. And I think right now he's right on schedule to 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 be in a good spot. 
I don't know. Again, I, I wish I could tell you, but I, I hope so. You know, I hope so, yeah. What will the Dion Bush play, and what do you expect from him, especially with very good receivers, obviously? Yeah, he's doing well. He's, uh, he's, he's, he's playing well. He had a good game last week. Um, again, that's, that's why you, you build depth on the team. So when something, like, something happens to Eddie in the la last play of the game like it did, then you get the next guy up, and I thought he's played well. Um, I actually was not. No. No. Uh, I was more into players. You had friends who were Eagles fans? Oh, I had a bunch of friends that were Eagles fans, yeah. Have you heard from any of them this week? I've, I've heard from, from some of them. Uh, I think some of them are smart enough to know that uh, texting me does nothing because I'm not going to listen to them. <laughs> so I'm just going to worry about trying to win our game. And, and, uh, <laughs> it sounds like you guys are pretty popular in that part of the country this week. Yeah, I'm sure we are. Uh, you know, it's a uh, it's a big game for them, uh, their game and our game, and so uh, I get it, we get it, but um, we're like I said, we're doing everything we possibly can to go there and win the game. I know we've asked you twenty different ways about how you're going to go about Sunday. Do you have a guy picked out to be in charge of watching the Rams game? Yeah. Um, I've I've talked to a few people, uh, but I, I you know what I've told them too is I just want to I, I I really honestly you probably won't believe me, but I truly want to just focus in on. Doing everything I can, and, and you know when you're when you're in, you don't look at the scoreboard one time as a as a coach. Uh, I don't even know where it's at in our stadium, and I sure as heck don't know where it's at where we're going. So uh, we're just going to play, and then if if there's a situation where it's almost like an outlier, where hey, you know this is ridiculous one way or the other, then I got a decision to make. Um, and I think and there and that's what's real. I mean, there's you have to be smart about that, and um, and then but some of that's gonna you got to understand where you're at in our game as well. You know, I, it's a lot of these questions that come to me. There's just so many what ifs, and I, it's hard to answer a question with this, so many ifs. Do you want an update on the sideline, or do you only want it when you get into the locker room? Yeah, I want I want zero updates on the on the sideline. I, I just want to I want to focus on playing football and coaching football. I don't want one update when I'm on the sideline. You've got uh, 15 games now of tape of, of the offense and Mitch, but with you and, and Mark working together on the offense, and then Mitch's kind of portfolio growing, how much kind of how many more plays, how many more things do you have just down the line, not just for the playoffs, but yeah. like looking for and how kind of fun is that process for you? It is, it is neat. Uh, it's a fun process for us, but to tell you the truth, um, we're probably more than anything. I think uh, it's a it's it's actually more pulling back to tell you the truth uh, of where we're at. And then once the off season comes, then we can self scout ourselves and see really and, and, and see really what we did well, what we didn't do well. And now you can start really building that identity, which we're still, you know, trying to figure out who we are. And um, so what we've done is kind of massage the process with Mitch, with myself, with the coaches as, as to figuring out what we do best. Uh, and a lot of that, like I said, is probably more condensing than adding. <laughs> Yeah, that was a shocker, huh? They surprised you with the dog. They did, yeah, yeah, they did. They uh, they brought Tuddy on there, and he was 0 for two with the the treats, you know. So he missed both the treats. I don't like that. Very confident in that either. No, they. Uh, but I said I think he's smarter than than what we think because he's trying to miss it because he knows he gets another attempt, so he just gets more <laughs> treats. So yeah. You recognize his name though, right? Tuddy, like touchdown. Yeah. Oh, good, good. Because some people think it's Teddy. It's Tuddy. <laughs> the players are going to look at the scoreboard. I mean, what are you going to tell them before the game? I mean, that you know, your guys and not paying attention. You may not be paying attention to, but guys yeah. look up there. Well, hey, feel free. I mean, they, I'm sure they do it um, on normal games, normal situations, uh, in between the timeouts and that sort of thing. But um, and I don't even know what their process is. Uh, 
there. I, I don't know what the rules are or what they can or can't do. But uh, again, to each their own. If our guys want to look at it, that's fine. I don't, that's 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 what they can do. I'm just going to tell them what I'm going to do and how I'm going to approach it. And um, when you start getting into that, uh, you know, especially in the first half, I think you're taken away from your team and you're taken away from what you need to do, which is go there and do everything you can to win. Uh, when we get in at halftime, I'll have somebody let me know exactly what's going on, and then I can make an educated decision off of that. Matt, you've been asked a lot about the running game this year, mm -hmm. the implication that you're not doing it enough. Mm -hmm. How much of a misconception is that? I think seven teams have run the ball more than you guys have. Is that what it is? Um, well, I, I understand it because our we, we really haven't had too many uh, plays this year, explosive plays. I think, we're, you know, we could be better there. But I just appreciate, you know, in, in our running back room, the, the running backs that we have in that room, they're so selfless and they don't care. They don't they don't talk about, oh, I need more of this, I need more carries. I, they understand um, that we, we do this offense kind of collectively. Uh, but we do run – they understand we run the ball too. It's just we're not a team, I don't think – and I don't know how many teams there are like this, but you just come out and you, you just run, 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 and then pass, 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 and then run at the end. We're just kind of all over the place. And I think that's an advantage for us is that hopefully we don't have a lot of tendencies as to when we do call runs. And then, of course, there's a lot of runs, again, that are called that become throws with the RPOs. And so that can, that can backfire uh, in, in a good and bad way at times. Coach, the Vikings, um, in a number of statistical categories, actually have the best home defense in the league. Mm -hmm. I think that's getting overlooked as yeah. you head into this weekend. They have 33 sacks at home. What, what are what are some things you've you've taken from the first game? You know, which mm -hmm. quarterbacks were affected as sure. you go into this last game with all that's you know at stake. With so number one, um, I think when you look at that, anytime you're at home, uh, you're going to have an advantage just because of the crowd noise. So it's harder for the offense uh, with with uh, with the cadence and the silent cadence. That's number one. Number two, you're talking about a fast defense, and you put that fast defense on turf, and and uh, they they can move around pretty good. And again, where when you play here at Soldier Field, it's it's grass, and the conditions are a little different. And um, so usually home teams will. I, I don't know that number, but I'd be curious to know home versus away what that is. Uh, and then they got really good players. Uh, their their players are great. They got great coaching scheme. So. And then they've been together too for a good four years, so that they built they've built that unity and trust within each other. Uh, so, and then you take all that and you throw it together, and you say, "Oh, by the way, you know this is going to be a playoff type atmosphere." So they're going to be revved up. We get that, uh, and our guys need to be revved up well and understand um, what we're you know what we're about to get into, and, and uh, that that's the exciting part. But they're a really good defense, and I totally agree with you that they are. That's a good stat. For for, for Mitch specifically, I mean, this is uncharted territory for mm -hmm. him. Um, how do you coach up a second-year player who's on the cusp of the playoffs? You know you're getting there. I mean, how and, – and he can be emotional at times, just how excited he gets. I mean, how have you steadied him this week, getting ready for the playoffs? I need to be um, – I don't know what the word is. You know, I, I need to be that security uh, for him and that safety for him, and, and I need to be able to teach him – uh, in these type of situations, exactly what you're saying is, is I, he, I need to be there to comfort him in all types of scenarios, whether, whether he's playing well, whether he makes a, a poor decision. Um, and, and because it is new territory for him, and he is a young kid, and he does have lack of experience in these situations. So um, we need to make sure that we stay, con we stay composed. I think having composure is, is big in these type of games, and uh, it's only going to help him in the end. But he's, 
he's, uh, he's done a really good job this year at growing in that phase of his game. And that's, that's really, I'm super proud of him for that. Um, and then we'll see, we'll see as it goes here in the next couple of weeks um, how he handles it. But I, I, need, I need to be there, and so do our coaches, to help him support, support him through that. Yeah, we do. We we have in, in in all of all of our situations right now. We have we're, we we feel pretty covered in all areas. So um, it is you know you're, we're in a situation where a few different things could happen, and we want to make sure that we cover our bases for sure. Yeah, I've been asking players in the locker room when the moment was this season where they realized this team was really good and they felt confident, and a lot of them pointed to the week one loss actually at Green Bay. So looking back now from where you are now, what did you learn about your team? that week and that loss? Well, that week specifically when we lost that heartbreaker, um, you could see guys that were searching for some leadership in, in that situation. So they, they were looking for direction. How do we handle this? Man, this is tough. We just fought so hard, such an emotional game. We did everything you asked us to do, and then we ended up losing here. And, and so now what? And that's where, like I've said before, you know, um, I wanted them to understand that, man, we, we have so much time left and we got to use this to build it for the future. And that's where they've grown throughout this, this, uh, this season. They've become a lot closer and a lot tighter because of those experiences. And if it happened in week two when we, had, we came back and followed it up with a win. Um, and so I like hearing that that's where they felt like as a team. They started believing, I think. That's when you hear things, but you don't tr you're not fully bought all in. And I think that's probably the start of when, when they started buying into everything, what, what, what my messages were, what our coaches' messages were. They started believing in one another. And then strength in numbers. Everybody starts believing, and it's powerful. Good? I'll be better with the injuries.